Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. We are live finally on this Friday the 13th here in November. It's UFC Vegas 14 Eve. Apologies for the late start, but we have made it ahead of tomorrow night's UFC Vegas 14 event at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hope you're all having a wonderful day as we're here to talk this event with all of you. I am Mike Heck, being joined by the most recent Between the Links winner, Jose Youngs, the Prince of Positivity, Alex K. Lee, and producer extraordinaire, E. Casey Lydon. And we'll be live for, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes or so before I have to go pick my son up at school. But uh, we want to hear from all of you. So if you have any questions, comments about the event, mostly tomorrow night's card. I know you guys like to talk about all sorts of different things, but let's focus on tomorrow night's card. Leave them in the chat. We'll get to them in the moment. But uh, Jose, let us begin with the main event because on Sunday, we found out that Islam Makachev was out of the fight with Rafael Dos Anjos. And we we're all wondering... Who is going to step in and replace him? RDA calls up Michael Chandler. We knew that wasn't going to happen. And everyone just kept throwing out these names and ideas from 55 to 70. But one name was not suggested. At least I didn't see or hear it anywhere. It was the man who stepped in on five days notice. And that man is the Irish dragon, Paul Felder. We reacted to it on between the links as it went down. So (laughs) before we get into the fight itself, Jose, from a fan's perspective, and this is no disrespect towards Islam Makachev, do we get the better end of the stick with the replacement here? I don't know. It's it's in terms of fans, probably. I bet that it'll be a lot more action packed and striking, a uh, striking battle. But which is fine. Uh, but as like a journalist and like a hardcore fan, I was just really interested in seeing Islam Makhachev fight. We haven't seen him in more than a year. We've been hearing about how great he is and how he's the heir apparent to Habib Nurmagomedov. I mean, everyone from Habib's team says it. Daniel Cormier says it. There were calls for him to fight Michael Chandler when. Uh, RDA pulled out of their original fight at UFC uh, 254. He was supposed to fight Hernandez, I think, in April. And so, like, before this, all the COVID stuff happened. So, I was very much looking forward to seeing him fight. Whether he was going to win or lose, I wasn't, I don't know. But uh, I would have favored him against Rafael Dos Anjos, considering Rafael Dos Anjos is dropping back down to lightweight for the first time in a while. Historically, doesn't do great against wrestlers. Uh, so, I was very much looking forward to seeing Islam Makhachev fight. But if I'm just a casual fan looking for something to do on a Saturday, because I'm not going out and I'm not being in big crowds, and I'm not risking the lives <laughs> of other people. I think Felder RDA is a better fight in terms of what will we'll get the blood flowing. You know what the what the blood the violent gods want. So, sure, I see what you're saying, but I personally was very much looking forward to Makachev and RDA. I uh, yeah, definitely agree. I mean, from an entertainment standpoint, it's kind of where I'm going with Casey. What do you think? Do you like this fight better, or do you, would you rather see in the original main event? Uh, original main event, yeah. Of course, um, I want. I want to. We want to see how good um, Makachev is. Then this was the big test, main event. Lots of media on him. You know, the media will be focused on him. The the new the next Habib. 
Um, Habib might even been in his corner. I don't even know if they if he actually wanted to came down. We don't even know. I mean, that, that, you know. So uh, yeah, and the, the entire fight week would have been completely different with the storylines and everything. And this fight, yeah, it's cool, but um, it, it doesn't mean too much because what if Felder gets his ass kicked? He's like, all right, he came on a he came on a two hours notice, you know. And if Felder wins, is like cool story, but he beat a guy that's you know way behind him in the ranking. So, eh. <laughs> I mean, I just think I just think putting Felder in there just made so much sense. But I mean, I, mean, I guess sense. I get understand. I mean, it's, yeah. it's fun, but in terms of storylines continually to move the lightweight division. No, that's different. I mean, it's it's it, because you know Paul is interesting case because he wasn't exactly sure about his fighting future. He's been doing such a great job with the commentary, and I kind of disagree with the case. I think this is a, a very important fight for a number of reasons, and most importantly, short notice or not, one fifty five is very much up in the air right now. So the stakes, I guess, are pretty high here. So, AK, when you look at the matchup, the X's and O's of it all. RDA's first fight at fifty five since he lost to Tony Ferguson like four years ago. Felder's coming back after that incredible fight with Dan Hooker. What do you think this one from of this one from like a stylistic perspective? I love it. Like I, I think as as the other two guys have said, um, yes, it's not you know it's not as compelling from a storyline standpoint, but I think competitively it's 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 more interesting. I mean, look, uh, I think uh, Makachev would have been probably. I didn't see the final odds, but I imagine up until like last week when the fight was still together, Makachev would have been a what like a two to one favorite. Maybe more. I'm not sure. I didn't see the odds, but I, I imagine it was at least two to one. Um, this is probably a, a little more even. I guess RDA would probably be favored now because uh, Felder's coming on a short notice. RDA, I, I, would, I would consider the higher ranked fighter, even though obviously he's coming back from uh, welterweight. I'm actually right now just trying to figure out where Dos Anjos would be ranked. I think he'd still be top five, right? Like I would put him above uh, Dan Hooker. Would you guys put him above Dan Hooker? Uh, I don't know. Two fight losing streak, no. kind of tough to justify. Welterweight, welterweight, welterweight though, right? Welterweight, right? It's for four years. I'm just saying. The oh, I'm just saying argument. I'm just saying. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. In a matchup between Hooker and Dos Anjos, who do you favor? Probably, Probably Hooker, Hooker right, right now. now. Right now, I would favor Dos Anjos. It would be a good Anjos. fight. Like I don't think Hooker runs over him, but like we yeah. saw, it depends on which RDA shows up. Like. I'm not saying Hooker wins because he's tall, because he saw what RDA did to Neil Magny when Neil Magny was tearing mm-hmm. through the welterweight division. But then we see what uh, like Leon Edwards did to RDA, like just kind of pieced him up for five rounds with that 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 yeah. inside elbow. And Hooker's great with his elbows and knees, especially in close range. So probably Hooker, but I'm not saying he'd tear through him. Yeah, I, I may be living in I may be living in 2016. Uh, I won't lie. Uh, it was a, it was a it was a good year. I think that was a good year in my life, and I'd like to go back there, but. Uh, but no, I actually like it, it's skill wise. It's just I just haven't seen that much of a drop off from from Dos Anjos. Even in the law, I mean, Chiz Chiz was just so much bigger, great grappler. Um, Edwards, like you said, kind of pieced him up. So so it, that that was probably the most convincing as far as someone beating uh, RDA from a technical standpoint. But otherwise, I mean, man, I guess like Usman Covington, they're just so much bigger, so uh, able to push the pace on him that he he frankly just can't match at this age. Um, so that's maybe his Felder's best bet. He doesn't have the grappling of some of those guys, obviously, but uh, his best bet is to kind of. Follow that blueprint. We we now know the blueprint to beat Rafael dos Anjos. It helps if you've got you know five, ten solid pounds of muscle on him, which uh, presumably uh, Felder will not bring have that kind of advantage. But we, we but we do know the formula. But I see it as being a little more even, a little bit more like uh, dos Anjos's best performances. So uh, I think it's going to be a really really competitive fight. And uh, I, I'm with you guys. Though. Of course, I would rather have seen uh, the Makachev fight. But boy, what, what a compelling story this is with uh, with Felder coming in. And and I do think 
that the win matters. I do think it could lead to something greater, you know, one last run for Dos Anjos. Or again, Felder saying, hey, look, he's been saying for a while he wants his to uh, to end his career on big fights. We don't know how close he is to the end, but whatever, his last two, three, four years competing, he wants big fights. He wants top five guys. And again, I think RDA is essentially a top five lightweight, though you're right, uh, has been... <laughs> Has been has been removed from the rankings for some time, but I think in a lot of people's minds still. Is this your is this your new ranking system? Yeah, yeah, essentially, uh, essentially, I like, yeah. I like to take I like to consider where the fighter was five years ago, and then <laughs> I like to add that into you have to add you have to add that into the equation. I feel like I feel that's really really essential. Uh, if I, if Rafael dos Anjos wins this fight, make sure you listen on to the next one because I have no idea what AK is going to pick for for Rafael dos Anjos next, being a top five guy in 2016. But uh, but we'll see. Jose, I, I feel I mean in every fight there's pressure on both sides to win. But to me, and, and feel free to disagree with me, I feel like Paul Felder, especially coming in on short notice like this, he is playing with house money here. Yeah, the stakes are high, but he's stepping in. In five days' notice, he's the hero of the day of sorts. But with RDA looking to make a splash at 155 once again, starting with Saturday, do you feel like RDA has the lion's share of the pressure tomorrow night? RDA? Um, probably. I mean, if, I'm not saying it's it, he has a, an enormous amount of pressure to go in there and win because considering he was preparing for uh Dagestani wrestler and now he's fighting a kickboxing specialist from Philadelphia. So a little bit of – I give him a little bit of um, – what I, I I don't know where I'm looking for, but I give him benefit of the doubt considering he's just training for a completely different opponent, five days notice uh, in the new weight class. Felder wasn't even remotely in, well, he wasn't preparing for a fight either. So obviously Felder, if he loses, I think if he goes out there and loses in about 30 seconds, uh, it's not going to be like, oh, well, you know, he, he wasn't preparing for a fight. Like, no, you lost in 30 seconds. That's I'm not saying he's going to. I just think it depends on how he's going to win or he's going to lose. If RDA goes out there and crushes him in 30 seconds, people just say, yeah, that's what he was supposed to do. And he moves on from there. If Felder loses in 30 seconds, uh, he himself said, maybe I don't, I shouldn't be fighting because if I'm losing to RDA, this badly, I shouldn't be fighting for the title. So it might be the last time we ever see Paul Felder uh, fight inside the octagon. So I think it's a little bit of a different sort of pressure in terms of rankings. It might just be Paul Felder fighting to see if he still belongs in mixed martial arts uh, as a competitor. If he goes out there and has a competitive fight with a former champion in a main event on five days' notice, I can ima- I imagine we'll see Felder again inside the octagon. But if he looks goes out there and lays an egg, I can't imagine we'll ever see him ever again. In uh, competing, he'll obviously be uh, commentating stuff. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be behind the mic at least. But but, right. but we'll see. I mean, if big opportunities could come again. It's we're in the middle of a of a strange era, and opportunity could knock once again. So you never know. So uh, for those wondering about the betting odds, average RDA is around a minus one eighty favorite, and the comeback on Paul Felder is around a plus one fifty five. I think the odds are, I think that's that those are pretty good odds right now. So Casey. The million dollar question, who gets this thing done tomorrow night? Since <clears throat> I think for the average fan base, the happy ending would be Paul Felder winning with, with some hellacious, hellacious like elbows from ground and pound. But um, we're, we're going to see uh, a five round snoozer of Dos Anjos out wrestling Felder. That's, that's how 2020 is. That's what we're going to see. Wow! Ah, the, po- we're, the we're, positivity. We're, we're, we're going to see um, RDA giving a um, a, a Pettis like performance when he when he when he be the Pettis. That's what that's that's my um, prediction. Unfortunately, <laughs> Jose Youngs, what do you think? 
Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the – I don't know if Paul Felder gets finished, and if he does, I think it's going to be similar to the the Kevin Lee uh, fight where he, like, RDA just kind of took him down and, like, squeezed him to death. Uh, so if he does – if there is a finish, I think it'll be RDA kind of clipping Felder and then finishing with the submission on the ground, probably an arm choke, arm triangle, whatever you want, whatever, whatever sort of submission. Um, But I do favor RDA. He's actually was in a full camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I said it's not – he's training for a different opponent, but I think – when he got the Islam Makachev fight, I felt kind of bad because, like, they're not giving RDA any easy fights like Usman, Covington, uh, Makachev. Like, they're getting all of these. He's getting all these wrestlers, and they're kind of using them to propel them moving forward. And now he gets uh, another wrestler at Islam Makachev. Uh, originally going to be three rounds, and then he got moved to five rounds, so he had to change the training camp. He also uh, had to pull out of their first fight because he wasn't healthy, and now he gets Paul Felder, uh, which I imagine if he he's more than comfortable fighting a kickboxer uh, on the feet. So I'm going to favor RDA. Um, just he's, a, he's actually been in camp for a fight this whole time. AK? Yeah, uh, I, I think – I don't know if you can beat a guy like Rafael dos Anjos without a full camp. I mean, he is just such a well-rounded, uh, brilliant tactical fighter. Uh, not to take anything away from the guys Felder has fought recently, Dan Hooker, Edson Barbosa, James Vick. But I think um, they're a little bit easier to figure out uh, than Dosanio. I think a little less versatile, at least as far as, again, the grappling aspect, if you want to add that in. So I think take fighting a guy like him on five days' notice, even though obviously Felder, very familiar with Dosanio, you know, uh, being an analyst, he's, he's studied uh, probably as much film as anyone. Um, but it, it's it's a really diff- different thing to actually step in there and have to beat him, uh, not having prepared for him more, for more than five days. I mean, it just sounds crazy to me. And, and skill-wise, as I mentioned before, I just don't think RDA has lost that much. So unless people think that uh, Felder is, is you know, he has great conditioning, obviously, even on short notice, he was preparing for a triathlon. Unless they think he's going to be able to, again, push that pace and really, really overwhelm Dos Anjos, I, I, which I just don't think, I, I don't think it's possible. I, I don't even know if that's possible at, at lightweight for Dos Anjos. I think he's, I, uh, maybe, again, I'm just too high on him. I just think he's he's more well-rounded. I think he's better technically. I think he can mix in the grappling, as has been mentioned, when he needs to, you know, if he needs to um, uh, get out of trouble, should, should the striking not go his way. So I, I'm definitely leaning uh, favorably towards Dos Anjos. I was a little surprised by, you said minus 185, so almost two to one favorite. But uh, but again, I, I'm pretty confident about it as well. So I guess uh, I guess those that uh, how much he's favorite shouldn't be that surprising. Yeah, I mean, from a betting perspective, there's – a lot of value on Paul Felder, in my opinion, plus the fact he's coming in with less pressure that kind of enhances him. But I mean, listen, I'm not the technical breakdown guy. <laughs> I make my picks based on my gut and I've, my guts uh, hasn't really failed me that often. So my gut is telling me RDA wins a decision. I think this is going to be yeah. a much more competitive fight than uh, than others may think. But uh, I, I feel like RDA gets it done here. Uh, my pick may change tomorrow when i make my uh <laughs> official picks for the mma fighting staff to see but as of right now that's what i'm going with. But, right. uh, two questions real quick how did rda sure. look at the weigh-ins i know he made weight but did he look good did anyone i didn't i didn't see anything i didn't i didn't hear yeah. everything looked fine yeah i mean i wasn't concerned yeah, it looked fine i didn't everything fine? no no it, and he, the, he used that extra pound wisely yeah. and uh yeah. and the bigger question is why did he shave off his mustache <laughs> are you taking that personally i mean it, it was mustache versus mustache i mean that I mean that, <laughs> that would that was the reason why that was the reason why yeah. dana made this fight happen it had yeah. nothing to do with Paul Felder. they just got they just we need a we need a mustache versus mustache fight you know that's this is, I, think, this I think it's i think it's in the lawsuit. ufc contract somewhere no not just that case this is grounds for a lawsuit because that yeah. promoter had both men gloriously mustachioed on it uh so anyone who's buying who's tuning to the show now because he was like whoa Whoa, I saw a poster with two guys with mustaches on it. 
and then Wolf so, tickets. Big, big didn't. Yeah, didn't he, wolf tickets, not, big he didn't have a mustache on media day. Yeah, RDA. He shaved it off. Like I don't yeah. know. I, I, oh, oh, I don't know. Still, poster, but the poster. <laughs> the poster. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the poster, poster right now. False advertising. I know. I've been telling all my friends about it, and then I see the media day, and it's gone. I'm like, I look like a fool here. So I'm just uh, saying. AJ Gamble said he might have shaved it to make weight. Maybe that that, that, Maybe. Was yeah, that, that might have been that might have been an announcement too. <laughs> he came in, in one fifty six on the dot, and that caterpillar looked like it weighed maybe an ounce or two. So he doesn't he doesn't believe in Movember. Is this <laughs> yeah? <laughs> so that is the main event: stash versus no stash. Uh, Co-main event. Abdul Razak Al Hassan, he missed weight once again, he missed by a pound and a half. 20% Ooh. of his purse goes to Chaos Williams. Not the biggest name Kona main event ever, but in terms of finishing abilities and the power that both these guys possess, should be super entertaining. Uh, main card rounds out Strawweight, young prospects Kay Hansen and the debuting Corey McKenna. Antonio Ahoyo takes on your boy Eric Anders. He also missed weight by a pound and a half. 20% of his purse goes to Ahoyo. That's going to kick off the main card. And, man, you got to feel for Julian Marquez. It was supposed to be his first fight since Oof. July of 2018 after suffering a gnarly arm injury in his split decision loss to Alessio DiCerico. He was scheduled to fight Sapperbeg Safarov, who desperately needed a win here, one and three in the UFC. Super tough guy, but he was forced out of the fight with weight-cutting issues. I wonder if that's going to be it for Mr. Safarov. But uh, hopefully Julian can get rebooked a la Brendan Allen. There was one more hiccup on the scale. Lewis Smolka also missed weight by three pounds ahead of his fight against Jose Quinones. 20% of his purse will be gone as well. And that was the a bantamweight. Prelim, I'm sorry, that was a bantamweight, correct? Yeah. Wow. 30, yeah, yeah 139 he weighed in. Sorry. And then uh, featured prelim. Uh, hopefully this gets bumped to the main card. Uh, Brendan Allen and Sean Strickland, those guys like I think it already top. has. I think it I think it already that has did? been bumped up. I, I, like okay, good. I think that it, should I think be on the main card. I, I think they were going to do a six-fight main card, and then uh, the fight gods remind us that six-fight main cards are stupid. And then, unfortunately, Julian Marquez <laughs> and uh, Safarov Safra had to pay the price. Because, yeah, I think they did. I think yesterday, I think they bumped up. Uh, uh, turn turn your microwave off. Turn your microwave off, Uh-oh. AK. AK? AK died. Oh. AK. That was your Are we doing this Hello? again, AK? <laughs> Is this oh. <laughs> emo AK? AK, what's going on? Are you still there? Am I back? Your Am voice, back? your audio, your audio, your is, audio is there. While we oh, while we await while we await AK's picture to to no. fix. Uh, if you guys are looking for something to listen, watch, listen. Uh, listen. By the way, if you're looking for something to watch it that is just going to hit you right in the feels, go to uh, Brian Butler, manager of Paul Felder. Go to his Instagram page and watch the video he posted of Paul Felder talking to, I believe, the UFC, doing his like uh, pre-fight interview stuff. Man, that clip will hit you right in the feels. I'm not going to spoil it. I want you guys to go watch it. But uh, Casey, we got a few minutes. Let's go to the questions, see what the peeps have to say. Okie dokie. Do, 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 do. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Y'all saying Paul's going to get finished. No, he's never been finished ever, right? Jessica from the Crystal Let's, Crew. I didn't, Let's, I, didn't say I, will I preface, didn't say that. I will preface this with Jessica Crystal Crew is like a st- like the president of the Paul Felder fan club. So <laughs> I'm going to preface it with that. 
I, I did not say he's going to get finished. I, uh, I, I may not have made a clear prediction. I think RDA by decision. So you guys, this every is fight is different. Every fight is different. I remember when Clay Guida had never been finished, and then he fought Brian Ortega. First there time you go. Ever. I'm just, I'm predicting pre- 25 minutes snooze fest. That's all I'm predicting. Dang. Yeah, I think only I think I think only one of us predicted a, a possible finish. I think I I had yeah. a decision as well. Yeah. Come on, Jessica. Back off. Back off, Jessica Crystal Crew. Yeah, back off. Cursing my internet <laughs> with your crystals. <laughs> Turn your mic away. <laughs> the, anti, the anti no, she's using anti anti internet crystals. All right. I know they exist. Not that I believe in that sort of thing. Thank you, David. So uh, yeah, we got lots of we're, no questions about tonight's card. Like we're we're, we're just I, mean, I saw a few. Card. I saw a few. I saw a few. There were right, several. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Which fight oh. outside of the main event is the most significant oh. to their division? Um, Ak, what do you think? I have mine, but I'll let you go first. I mean, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. I, I know it's having a catch weight. Brendan Allen and Sean Strickland, right? No, that's mine too. No. That's that's what I would say for sure. I mean, may, uh, maybe less so for Strickland because Strickland, I still feel like might want to drop back down to 170. Though he looks great at 185, and he looks he doesn't look small at all. So if he wants to stay at 185, I think that would work really well for him. He's unbeaten uh, in that weight class in the UFC. So, uh, but yeah, Allen would go to four and zero. He's got a win over Kevin Holland. So I mean, that guy's legitimately uh, a top ten guy waiting to happen. So probably considering there's slim pickings on this card as far as uh, divisional implications. Uh, I guess you have to go Brendan Allen, Sean Strickland. Catch weights matter, Dana White. I'm going with the UFC. Well, let me let me guess. Let me guess. I bet Casey I picks the Kate Hansen fight. No. No. Murata. No, he's not picking that. Murata. I knew he was picking Murata. Murata's freaking awesome. That was going to be my next one. I was literally going. <laughs> I was like, Casey always talks about how if you're on the main card, it makes you get a bonus. He also talks about undefeated female prospect so main card undefeated female prospect i figured he was going k hansen mm. k hansen ain't undefeated I, I don't know i don't know anything about in the ufc McKenna. oh in the ufc in the ufc i know i know nothing about Corey mckenna do you know anything about her i'm not i don't she know. uh she yeah. i think this is one of if you combine their ages they're like they're the same age as you are right now <laughs> uh they are i like i think another- i think it's the it's the fifth or fourth youngest combined age in in a fight in UFC it is history. The, Jose, I sense that this would come up. It is the sixth youngest fight sixth, in UFC history. Uh, our, our buddy Errol Hawani tweeted this out. Per ESPN Stats and Info, sixth youngest fight. Both, tw- both 21 years old. Sixth youngest fight at a combined 42 years and 99 <laughs> days. Uh, the youngest fight, Naoki Inoue versus Carl's John de Tomas. They were both 20 years Inoue, old when huh? they fought. Yeah. What, what do you say? Inoue. No, no, I'm saying I'm like I care. Uh, I forgot that oh, name has oh, not rattled that. around yeah, my head I, for a while. I think long he only time. fought like twice. <laughs> I, I think he only fought like twice yeah. in UFC. Um, Nick Diaz, Jeremy Jackson were younger when they fought. Uh, if you guys remember that, wow. Robbie Lawler, Robbie Lawler, 20 year old Robbie Lawler fought Aaron Riley, who was only 21. Uh, this fight, which I don't remember at all, Dustin Hazlett and Stevie Lynch, uh, and then John Hathaway and Tom Egan. With the other one, so uh, and then at six, six place, the geezers, the old geezers, K. Hansen and Corey McKenna. It's the youngest fight in the ESPN era. How about that? There you go. Correct. There you go. Correct. Like you don't want Big that. John. Mar- you don't want Big John McCarthy coming down on you, all right? With some of these facts, are right? ignoring ignoring the old timers? Um, someone asked earlier in the comments, "Was uh, is this the right time to match these two up?" And I think, yeah, 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 sure. Why not? Why not? I, I, 
So I think, you know, some people are adverse to matching up prospects. I'm like, no, you have to see where they are. You, you want to know, you want to get a good idea of which direction they're heading in. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Someone has to take a UFC loss, but, you know, it's going to happen later, sooner or something. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a good matchup. It's a good I want matchup, to know, yeah. I've seen two different nicknames for Corey McKenna. I've seen Poppins and mm-hmm. The Hobbit. So I would yeah, like to, her to clarify which one she would like to go by. Why can't you use both? That's, that's nicknames. You can only have one nickname. <laughs> oh, Bobby Knuckles and, and, and Bobby Knuckles and the Reaper. No, his nickname is Bobby Knuckles. His nickname, he used to no, be Reaper. Now he's no, Bobby his, Knuckles. No, his, his nickname. No, is his legal name is Bobby Knuckles, and yeah. his nickname <laughs> is the Reaper. And you call him Mister Knuckles. Yeah. No, he's he's the Reaper, and his child is Baby Knuckles. All right. So don't worry about that Bobby Knuckles stuff. Anyway, let's. She also spells strawway with a dash, like straw dash weight. On her Instagram, so there's a lot of oh, questions okay. coming from the Corey McKenna yeah. camp. Yeah, but she's really good uh, though. She's undefeated amateur, and she, she gets told that I, she told that story on uh, Media Day of meeting Dana White like seven years ago, and her mom embarrassing her. <laughs> Kay Hansen is a two to one favorite, which I think is insane because yeah. I think Hansen's really good, but at this age, I don't think anyone should be a two to one favorite against someone that's like a, at, at this close to them in experience and age wise. That's absurd. So again, I, I'm not giving gambling Isn't advice. Kay, but Kay Hansen has fought much le- much higher level competition. She has way sure. higher level. Yeah, I think, sure. I think I think she's. I think yeah, that that I think she is a two, two to one. Two to one. Yes. Two yeah, to one. Two, let's go two and a half to one. I oh, do God, not wild. like as. I think her tattoos are well executed. I do not like her tattoos at all. Okay. Do you want to elaborate for those of us who are not? Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure she's been like, with the tattoos. We're going to go into this. No. <laughs> she has the, uh, I'm pretty sure she has the Twin Towers tattooed on her arm. Pretty sure she wasn't alive or not when they were she was, around. She was, <laughs> she was one, maybe. Yeah. Um, hey, you know. Not a fan. They are very well done. Like they are high quality tattoos. I'm just not a fan of the subject matter. It's a conversation starter. How about that? Her tattoos are conversation starters. Yeah, de- it definitely is. It's a, it's oh, a, yeah. yeah, it's 100% a conversation starter. <laughs> Casey, the voice of reason here. <laughs> All right, do we got one one more question? Oh, yeah, I gotta yeah, go yeah. pick my kid up. I oh, apologize. Oh, okay. Um, I think Kay thank, thank you, Javon. Oh, okay. Um, I I oh. promise we'll answer like a million questions on the post fight show. I guarantee. I promise do, 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 do. you. Uh, huh. Now nah, we're just kind of getting random hey hey's, you know. All right, here we well, go. it's our oh, yeah, how, about how about this? How about this? Oh, okay. Here we go. If Marcos earns a losing record, do we see her oh. leave the UFC? I don't think so. Well, she'll be only fi- she'll be fi- she won't be losing record. She'll be five. She'll be ten. T- oh, she'll be ten, ten, and one. Yeah, I don't think she, she leaves. To be fair, she's on she's on the first losing streak of her career. Her she's first losing streak of her. Oh no, I'm yeah. Yeah, because she's she's basically traded wins, losses, draws, like yeah. her entire U- like she has her entire UFC yeah. run. And who she lost to? She's lost to pretty much the top five, and then beat everyone else. Yeah, she's the. So she's I think the, she sticks around. She's an important fight. She's one of those fighters you need around. She is. Yeah. Unfortunately for her, she can change this if she if she continues to win. But right now, I think the UFC Caesar has a kind of a a low level gatekeeper, kind of a top ten gatekeeper. That's what Random Marcos says yeah. right now, and so that, she has she, like she has a win over Angela, like a submission win over Angela Hill. So there's no like arguing 
Like, I know Angela's on that seven-fight win streak, uh, but, like, it was a submission loss. Um, and then she also has a win over Claudia. I'm not Claudia, Carla. So, like, impressive wins, but then she's lost to pretty much every, like, lost to Dern, Hebas, Claudia, Ansaroff, Courtney Casey, Carolina. Good fighter. Uh, just loses to the top five, pretty much. And, I, and that's why I think I, the UFC booked this fight because, well, actually, was this the original book? This wasn't the original book. And the short original notice was, was Yeah. And you know what? You're right. This is short notice for Marcos. She would not get cut after she loses because she did take a very tough fight on short notice. And uh, yeah, so she's so she's good. I think it's actually a really smart fight for Marcos to take because if mm-hmm. she does lose, she has oh short notice. You know they're not going to release me because of that. And if she wins, she snaps her losing streak, and um, she's back. She's she's back in it. She's back in the game. Gosh, I go. want to go positive. No, as terrible. My my fellow Canadian, I do feel like I actually feel like she is going to get released, and uh, we'll be working on. I can't believe the UFC released me after taking a fight on short notice. Stories uh, uh, yeah. in the next few months. If she if she loses, if she loses, by the way. Hey, um, then we can yeah. get run. Then we can get Ronda Marcos and Carrie Melendez in Bellator. Shoot. Yeah, maybe. But I'm saying it'll be three straight losses, four out of five. Um, she's not She's not the most exciting fighter, uh, unfortunately. Um, but you're right. She's a company woman, which is good, which helps a lot. Uh, and she's willing to you know step into situations like this. But I don't know. I, I, I do think this could be it for her if she, if she loses. It's an interesting fight. Probably uh, the most... Probably the most under the radar fight on the card, if we're being honest, just because of Murata and all that. But uh, listen, we I, I gotta go. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> uh, we had a late start. We will make it up to you. We'll find a way to do so. I appreciate it very much. Uh, for Jose, AK Lee, Casey Lydon, I am Mike Keck. We will see you tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. <laughs>